God supplies all of our needs according to the riches in Christ Jesus. Amen. We welcome you. We welcome those this morning that are viewing and those will be viewing around the world and in Africa and Pakistan and other places. We, we welcome you this morning to our podcast, broadcast, YouTube page, Facebook page, Facebook Live. Um, I hope and uh, we pray that the Lord will bless you, that your ears will be open to hear the word of the Lord. And I do have a word of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. And we pray that you will be delivered, healed, and set free right where you are. Hallelujah. There's no distance and there's no time with God. He can touch you wherever you are. Even if I'm 10,000 miles on the other side of the earth, God still can touch you through the tape, through the teaching. The anointing is on it. And we pray that you would be blessed today. We pray for the pastors around the world. We pray for the, uh, that you would stand strong in the liberty where God has set you free and that you would preach the unadulterated word of God, not compromising, not giving up. <coughs> But giving the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And amen. Uh, hand me a bottle of water there on the table, would you please? Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hallelujah. Let me uh, welcome you this morning. And uh, um, I want to share something. I guess I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and share it. I had two dreams yesterday, and it's very important. Um, I was going to just dig in it a little bit and see what's happening, but uh, I believe I, I know what the Lord is saying and what he has said, and uh, I just want to share this dream I had just yesterday because it's a shift, and it's a... Uh, Something, there's a change of mantles and change of garments and change of things about to happen. Hallelujah. And I'm excited. That's why I say I'm stirred up. <clears throat> and this is a sort of a prophetic word, not only for me, but for the body of Christ, I believe. For the pastors and ministers, those that have uh, uh, compromised and, and shut down and shut their churches down in this time where God wanted you to stand. And... Uh, um, and so I just shared this dream. Uh, I don't normally do, but I, I'll share this dream I had yesterday morning. I had two different dreams. One of the dreams was uh, uh, had to do with uh, uh, unity and coming in, in, in revival. It, I was down. I, let me just say that I was in this dream. I was uh, in a in a in a southern church, and it was it was it was one of those unity churches, unity meetings where. Different national races came together, and we were going to unify unity. And it was in the Southern Church, and <clears throat> and I was sitting there, and these two two ladies come up. They were white ladies, they were Caucasian, and one of them grabbed my arm. Don't you want Jesus? Jesus loves you, and Jesus, you need to have Jesus. And and she was, I mean, she was grabbing at my arm. <laughs> Just the religious devil let go of me. I said, I got the Holy Ghost. I'm full of fire. You ain't got the Holy Ghost. You're just trying to get people to get saved. And she was holding her, and, and, and the other lady with her was grabbing on me, and they were just trying to get me saved, you know. I said, I'm saved already. And so when they got through with their little spew and stuff, I, I, I corrected them. I say, you know, you're overbearing. I, nobody going to get saved the way you talking to them like that, you know. And they were offended. But, I, I, you know, I'm going to let them have it anyway. I say, you know, you can feed a chicken two ways. You can throw the kernels out there and let them get it, or you can take the corn cob and stuff down their throat and choke them to death. Amen. You don't want to choke them to death. You want to give them the word, amen. <laughs> and so uh, uh, the thing it, it the, the thing shifted, and then all of a sudden, uh, because of the unity meeting, 
uh, the, the, the Ku Klux Klan or whatever they racist and they started shooting and, and we had to get out of there. I had to get out of the place and I was in a car with some guys and uh, the police police was driving. It was, it was almost like I got pushed back into 1939 and 1940, somewhere in the 40, had the old trucks, you know, old pickup trucks, you know, and, and I was down south and the, uh, this police car pulled up beside me and, uh, and, there was, and the policeman put a shotgun out the window and started shooting at us. I said, we got to get out of here. So, you know, we wound up having to hide out in the swamp area to keep from being caught and stuff. So, but it was just one of those dreams of just, I said, well, what are you talking about? Well, that religious spirit will kill you. And then the devil does not want unity in the earth. That's what is really the crux of it is. He wants to keep us separated. He doesn't want us unified because there's only one race, the human race. Amen. amen. It's only one color. All these colors are God of God. Amen. That's just different shades of who he is. And so that was one dream. But this is the one I want to, I just uh, want to share before I even get into the word. Uh, I was, uh, drove up to a stadium <coughs> and uh, I was in the parking lot. And I was going into the stadium, and you know, I used to do, uh, when Benny Hill come to town or, or being on Kentucky or Michigan, whatever, I would be able to go through the pastor's door, go through a special door to, for special seating. But I went to the stadium, and the guy said, no, everybody's got to go through door 44, or gate 44. You got to go up to gate 44. I said, man, gate 44. And gate 44, when you went up gate 44, it was up in the upper bleachers section. It was in the upper sections of the stadium. It wasn't out where I'm supposed to be sitting. So I said, let me walk all the way around to the gate number one or number two. Where, you know, I had to walk all the way around to this gate <coughs> downstairs and go downstairs to where, you know, I'm supposed to be because I know where I'm supposed to be. I ain't supposed to be way up there. I'm supposed to be down there Amen. in the pastor section because when I did the crusades, I would always go through the security door and I'd be on the platform. I would be behind the platform. or, or there. So when I walked down through gate number one or number two, I don't know, gate one or two, I went into the green room, and you know, most places have a green room for pastors and whatever. But I was the I was first one there, so I went into this room, and uh, and some just said, "Look into the closet." <clears throat> and I looked in the closet, and in this closet, it was a, it was a pretty good sized closet. It had a big long rack of clothes. It had all my old clothes. It had my wife's clothes in it, but they were they were clothes that I loved. They were the clothes that it was. They were, they were the colors that I loved. I, had, I saw the red one. I saw the gold one I used to wear, and this one I used to wear, and that one I used to wear, and all my wife's gold and silver and clothes in there. And I said, I've been missing these. I've been missing these clothes. You know how you have your favorite outfit and you never can find it, and and, and they said, man, here it is. And so these clothes represents the mantles that I've worn over the years of healing and miracles and all these stuff. These are different mantles I've used. God's used me. I've worn. And then I said, let me get these clothes, let me get these clothes to my car. Shoot. <laughs> I've been looking for, this, looking for these clothes. And so as I tried to take, they were on a rack that had wheels on it. And when I moved the rack, the wheels fell off. I said, oh, no. <laughs> so I, I went over and I tried to put the wheel back on, and then the other side fell over. Okay. And uh, I said, man, I got uh, then, the, then the usher came in, and I said, man, I'm trying to get this cart together so I can roll this stuff out to my car so I don't have to carry all this stuff out, you know, because it was a long walk. And uh, what, no matter how hard we tried, we couldn't get them wheels on it. I said, well, forget this. I started grabbing handfuls of clothes. I said, I just don't have to carry these group, one group at a time. I'm going to carry my, these mantles back to my car. And, uh, and I woke up from that. And, and I, I said, what, what's going on? What are you talking about, Lord? So uh, uh, I looked up this morning. 
gate 44. 44, and if you read the 44th chapter of Ezekiel, the first thing out of his mouth, verse 1, it says, Then the Lord brought me back the way of the gate of the outward sanctuary that looketh east and was shut. Then said the Lord to me, This gate shall be shut, it shall not be opened, no man shall enter in by it, because the Lord God of Israel hath entered in by it, therefore it shall be shut. It is for the prince. So if we look at the gate, God said, this gate you can't go through. I've been through. Jesus went through that gate. Nobody else can go through it. And if you read the rest of this Ezekiel 44, he begins to correct and rebuke the priest. Those, that were, that those, those priests that were not on the Lord's side, those priests that allowed the sin, the people to sin, those priests that compromised, those priests, those Levites that compromised, he began to rebuke them and correct them. He said, you're not going to come in my presence. You, you're not going to come into my holiness. I'm, he, said, he said, even though you're a Levite, even though you sin, I'm going to allow you to be gatekeepers outside the gate, but my true shepherds, those that didn't compromise, they can come into the holies of holies. And if you read Ezekiel 44, he gave some procedure for the priests, those that were close to him, those that can, though, I'm, I'm speaking prophetically, God said, those that will, in this hour that I've chosen, those that have not compromised, I'm going to allow them to come into my presence. I'm going to allow them to operate in the gifts. I'm going to allow them to operate in the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. But the other priests, those that shut their churches down, those that didn't have a faith, I'm going to allow you to stay with the sheep where the sacrifice is made, but you're going to stay in the outer court. You're not coming into the holies of holies. You're not going to get the revelation that you should be getting because you did. You compromised. You allowed the people to sin and you didn't say nothing about it. He said, seeing how you allowed them to sin, you can stay with them. Seeing how you allowed them to come into church with any kind of sin in their heart, any kind of corruption in their heart, and you let them to be deacons, you let them to be elders, you let them be on the praise and worship team, and you ain't said nothing. I'm going to leave you outside. I don't hate you, but you just ain't coming in my presence. You're not going to get the revelation. You're not going to get the insight. You're not going get, to get the, uh, uh, the, the, the move of the spirit, the glory that's coming. You're just going to be a doorkeeper. You'll be a, I'll let you be an usher. I'll let you stay in the sheep pen and let you clean up their poo-poo when they keep, continue to, you know, sheep poop all over the place. Amen? Their flesh just... So this, 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 this is a type and shot of what God was saying. He said, yeah, there are new mantles, and I have those mantles. He said, but you can't transport it the way you transported it before. The wheels wouldn't work. You can't use that vehicle that you used before. And I've had many, uh, 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 many visions and many dreams uh, of healing because I worked with Benny Hinn on the platform. I worked with Morris Cyril on the platform. I know I have these mantles. I know I have these anointings. I've done miracles. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of healings took place in Benny Hinn Crusade after the service. I'd be in the back praying for people. Miracles were breaking out all in the back. Just praying for people. I did it down in Florida. I went down to Florida. They asked the pastors to come up and lay hands on uh, Seven people got their ears popped off. I laid fingers in their ears. Instantly heard. They were deaf. God opened up their ears. And he said, the pastor looked at me and said, you must have did this before. I said, yep. Yep, I'm anointed to do this. So it's saying that your the mantle you still have, but you can't use it the same way. We're going into a new, different phrase. But I'm excited that the I got the mantles now. I, I, that, that, that it's coming back now, but it's coming back even stronger, even even better, uh, and it's going to be more powerful. So I, I just wanted to share that uh, 
that, that thing that your garments are changing. My wife's garments are changing. There's new mantles are coming. Hallelujah. And uh, you're going to be excited about what's getting ready to happen and what's getting ready to transpire. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm excited about it. Praise God. But this morning, I want to do the missing piece, the last little piece. We've been ministering about angels for about almost six, six to eight weeks. So, But uh, I want to get you in position for God to use you without the enemy interfering in um, what he wants to do in your life. So I'm going to talk about recovering your missing pieces. Your missing pieces. Psalms 23 says, the, he says, The Lord restoreth my soul and leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Why would he have to restore your soul if something was wrong, uh, if your soul didn't need to be restored? So I'm going to talk about restoring your soul. Because uh, uh, I've been listening to uh, uh, Prophet, uh, Revelator Cat Carr talking about the soul realm, and it, and it just, now I get an understanding of what's been happening uh, and how it happens in dreams and visions and, and how it is. Psalms 23 verse, uh, uh, Amplified says this way, Psalms 23 verse 3 and 4, he said, He refreshes and restores my life, myself man, he leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him, not for my earning it, but for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the deep, sunless valley or shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort me. We're not to walk in fear. And as you was praying this morning, she said, oh, this fear just got on, on, on people and just holding them in bondage. And that's part, that fear is in your soul. And if the enemy can, put, it's, it's, whatever you want, this seat here if you want. It, amen? amen? So the soul is the mind. The soul is the mind. Psalms 139.14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works that my soul knoweth right well. That my soul, my mind knows right well. Esther 4 verse 13. Mordecai bade them return and answer to Esther. Think not thyself. Think not your soul that you shall escape the king's house more than all. That they were getting ready to kill the Jews, and Mordecai told Esther, you got to go in and fast like everybody else. You're going to have to go in before the king and get favor. Your soul, your mind knows right well if you don't do it, God will find somebody else. Your soul is also your will. Your will. Job 7.14, then you scare me with dreams and terrify me through visions so that I would choose strangling and death rather than these thy bones. You scare my soul. His soul was scared. God will give you, uh, 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 in Job, uh, was it 39, he says he, 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 he hides counsel from men and he will give them in a dream, in a vision, he'll come speak to them. Job 6 and 7, these afflictions my soul refuses to touch my will, these afflictions, my soul refuses to touch. Such things are disease food to me, sickening and repugnant. Certain things, uh, uh, Peter said, he said, Peter, rise and eat. Peter said, no, I can't eat that. That's repugnant. My soul loathes that. I can't eat that food. God said, don't call unclean what I've cleaned up. My soul, your will. So the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12 that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharpening any two-edged sword, piercing even dividing the son of soul and spirit, 
joints and marrow and discerner and thoughts and intents of the heart. So you got a soul, you got a mind, you got a heart. All of these things come together. Let me back up. We have three-part being, mind, body, and spirit. Amen? God breathed into dirt. Man became a living soul, nephesh. God took a spark or a piece of him and placed it in Adam. And he became a living soul. He became a spirit being. He was born. He was already born again. He was a spirit. He became a living spirit. And he sinned and gave up uh, uh, authority of the garden to Satan. Satan tricked him out of it. And God had to come up with a plan to redeem man's soul will. He gave us a choice. And one of the things is he gives you a choice. He gave all of us a choice to come to this earth. You say, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I sanctified you. He said, I'm going to, you stood before God and God said, I'm going to send you into an earth suit. But I want you to make sure you serve me. I'm going to send you into this earth suit. And you can go to the earth and, and I'm going to give you a body. And, and you said, yeah, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. And I'm going to be obedient. Lord, when I get there, I'm going to do good. Mm-hmm. Is that God okay? And so he found a parent for you. And God said, as soon as they got together, the sperm got together, God took a piece of him, a piece of light of him, you out of him, and put you right there in that, in that baby, and you became a, a living being. And he said, now, when you, when you become big now, you're supposed to serve me. What happened? Oh, we use the excuse, we're all born into sin and fall short of the glory of God. You know, you came into this earth where, and this earth is full of sin, and so you're, you're not born again. But Jesus already made a way for you to be born again. Amen? You already made, he already did it. He already died on the cross. So the curse is broken. I, I'm thinking about that. So, you know, we've been talking about the curse. Oh, we were born under the curse. We were born in the earth under curse. Uh-uh. The curse is broken. So when anybody born nowadays, they're not born under curse. It's not a curse. But the devil lies to us and we just, oh, we're all born under a curse. I was born under a curse. I was conceived in lust. I was conceived in that. We've got to get some revelation of what's going on. The soul is the emotions. So your mind, your will, and your emotions are all in your soul. And your spirit is different than your soul. Your soul, uh, your will, according to what I heard, is, is in you is like a, a pillar. And it's got all kind of writing on it. What God wrote about you, who you are, and what you are, and everything else. And, and, your, and in your soul, there, there, your, your mind, will, and emotions are there in your heart. Your heart is not what beats the blood. Your heart is the place where your spirit and your soul come together, where you make decisions. So it's not a pumping heart, but it's called the heart of man. The soul, uh, uh, Psalms 35, 9 says, My soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. So you're a three-part being, mind, body, and spirit. Before you were born again, you had your soul and, and your flesh. Your body and your soul were together. And whatever your soul wanted to do, it did. And didn't have any input from the spirit, any input from the word of God. You had to learn the word of God. And the soul opens up the door to the devil. The devil says, did not the Lord say you shall be like God's if you eat of this fruit? And, 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 and open up the door to the devil. Our soul opens the door. Our soul is the one. Uh, it's like you got three parts. One you, two you, and three you. Your body looks like this. Your soul looks like your body. And your spirit looks like your body. Y'all, it's three of y'all. And three of y'all always fighting. The soul and the body was in charge before you became born again. Your body says, I want Twinkies. And your soul says, yeah, that's good. 
Your soul said, we want some ice cream too. You, you got to have some ice cream with it, you know. And your body says, oh, that tastes so good. But then your body wake up 2 o'clock in the morning and say, I got a stomach here. <laughs> so they were working together in concert outside of the word of God. But when God gets you born again and your soul decides, listen, I need a God. I need, there's an empty spot in my, in my heart. I need to serve God. And you become born again. Then your spirit man begins to comes in, wakes up, and begins to talk to your soul. Say, listen, uh, we can't go to the club tonight. You ain't supposed to be going in the club. The word of God says sanctify yourself. Set yourself apart. Oh, but I want to go. No, we ain't going. We're going, we're going, we're going, to, read, we're going to praise and worship the Lord. No. But the, but, 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 and the body said, well, well, I want some cognac. The soul said, you know, yeah, that'd be good too. You know, we ain't going to do just one shot ain't going to hurt us. And your spirit fighting against your, how many of you ever been did stuff? You say, I knew I shouldn't have did it. I shouldn't even went to that party. I know I wasn't supposed to go to that party. and went anyway. You listen to your soul and your flesh instead of listening to your spirit. You, you, you didn't listen to your spirit, so they had a shootout at the, at the club, at the party, amen? <laughs> Everybody running out, ducking out of windows and diving out of doors because you didn't listen to your spirit. Said, don't go that way. Matthew 26, 38 says, he's, then he said, to you, he said, Jesus said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry you here, watch with me. He didn't even ask them to pray. He said, watch with me. He said, I'm going to go pray. Y'all just watch me. They couldn't even do that. Their eyes got heavy. Flesh said, I'm going to sleep. I'm tired. We worked hard today, Jesus, picking up all them fishes and loaves. All them people, we had to put them in groups and stuff. We sleepy. We tired. But Jesus, his emotions, his will, his mind, his will, and his emotions were so, so sorrowful that he sweat drops of blood start coming out of his forehead because of the pressure that was on him. And he said, not my will, but your will be done. And the Lord gave him a cup. In that cup, spiritually, was every sin, every corrupt thing, every perverse thing in the universe was in that cup. And he had to drink it. His soul was seeming sorrowful. Can you imagine drinking in all this? We just had a few demons. He had all of them. And he nailed those to the cross. If you go back to Isaiah uh, 53, he said he, his soul, he died in the garden. His soul died in the garden. Not my will, but your will. The soul man died even before he got to the cross. He said he nailed this sin. He nailed the corruption. He nailed it. His soul was exceedingly sorrowful and he, and he nailed the sins to the cross. Let me just back up uh, uh, and give you some, some revelation and insight about your soul and your spirit and how things are operating as I'm learning. Your soul is like an onion when God made it. It's got five, about five, six layers. Five, six images of you. There are five or six images of you when God made you. He can take one image and can be over here, one image can be over here, one image can be over here, all depends on if you open up the door and the enemy comes and steals part of your soul. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. The Bible says we are seated in heavenly places. Do you not know when you become born again, God takes an image of you, you, and an image of you is sitting next to Jesus Christ on the throne of God. When you pray down here on the earth, 
The other part of you is sitting in heavenly places. When a man prays, let him believe he receives it and he shall have what he said. When you pray here, Lord, I believe I receive it. The you that is sitting next to Jesus in heavenly places receives it. The you has it in the heaven. It, you already got it. What you got to learn how to do is get the you up there and the you here to be in agreement for it to manifest. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. There's a you in heaven right now. And you say, Lord, I receive my breakthrough. I receive it. And, and Jesus, I receive my million dollars. And Jesus walks up you in the spirit realm and gives you a million dollars. And you say, well, how am I going to get that million dollars? It takes faith to please God. By faith, it releases it from the spirit to the natural realm. Your faith is what brings it into the natural realm. You got to have faith to believe you received it and your spirit. And so now when you, now when you pray, you're going to see yourself sitting next to Jesus Christ. Okay. See, I don't pray. I'm not praying up here. I'm praying next. I'm looking at Jesus right here. We, we stop learning how to pray up to God. Well, I'm praying to God. I'm praying to God. Oh, God, come on down, God. No, I'm sitting next to Jesus talking to him. When I'm praying, I'm talking to Jesus right next to him. Well, I'm not praying up here. I'm, praying. I'm, I'm in my authority, and I'm speaking down to the, to the principalities and powers under my feet. I'm speaking to them. So your soul and your will and your emotions are all in one package, working against your flesh. Now, the heart is also the mind, the will, and the emotions with its appetites. 2 Chronicles 29, 31. Then Hezekiah said, Now you have consecrated yourselves to the Lord and near to bring sacrifices and thanks offerings into the house of the Lord. And the assembly brought in sacrifices of thanks offerings and as many were of a willing heart Willing heart. When Moses wanted to build a tabernacle, the Bible says many that was willing they gave for the building of the tabernacle. You have to have a willing heart. You, your heart is the place where your spirit and your soul comes together and your will and you, and you make a decision, I'm willing to do that. So uh, if, you're, if your flesh says, I want to go to the party, you're a willing participant. If the flesh says, I don't want to go to church, you're a willing participant. If, the, if, the, if, if you come in and, and, and out of your heart, the Bible says the mouth speaks. So what's in you comes out of your mouth. If you're all the time saying, I hate that. You know, I hate that when they do that. That's the spirit of hate speaking. Whatever comes out of your mouth. Well, I don't believe that. Well, the spirit of belief just spoke through you. What, you, what are you coming What's coming out of your mouth? Yeah, I know, but I ain't going to listen. I heard you, Pastor, but I ain't listening. I'm going to do my way my will, my purpose. I know what I'm doing. I did it before. God's going to bring me through. No, it ain't going to work in this season. You got my, my, my will, Lord, your will be done. So we got to get out of the way. It's God's will for you to be healed. Why are you sick? Well, the doctor said, who cares? You sitting up in heavenly places. Get your healing up there. Say, give me my healing. Yeah, but you know, we're, I'm over 60. I'm 65 now. You know, the body started getting, you say, you know, the body started getting. The devil is a liar. Who says so? The folks living to be 114, and here you are looking like you're only 30, and you look like you're 80. 
Something ain't right. You did something wrong with your flesh, and now you want to say that God will give you new life. He gave Hezekiah 15 more years. It ain't over with. I was wondering, I was thinking, I said, you know, Lord, I know I'm right, and I know I'm standing on your word. I'm not taking no shot. And I know I'm assigned to the nations, and I know I'm supposed to go to the nations. They said, I'm not, they gonna, I'm not gonna get no shot card. They right. said, if I need to go, I said, Lord, you know what? You don't even have to fly me. Amen. <laughs> just translate me. That's right. Amen. I'll just set up the meeting and I'll just show up at the meeting. I, I don't even need to go through customs. Amen. I'll just show up in the meeting. It's gonna happen in these coming days, in these coming years, these next 10 years, you're gonna start seeing a manifestation of what God can do. He can the devil's not gonna be able to stop anything that God wants to do. Not only that, as I was, I know it's maybe a little deep for some of y'all, but many times over these last three or four years, I have not traveled, but I've traveled in my sleep. I've done more crusades in, in the last two years than I've ever done in my sleep. And it's real because there's five layers of me. And God can take my spirit, man, and have me go preach. If he can move me to another nation to preach to a bunch of people, he can touch those bunch of people over there to show up to a spiritual meeting and receive their healing and deliverance right there in the spirit realm. And they wake up refreshing and say, well, how did I get healed? Well, apostle prayed for you in the dream. Yes, yes, amen. I'm telling you, this stuff works. I had, I've shared two dreams about, about Donald Trump. I was in a car, sitting right across from him at a banquet table, at a banquet meeting, and he looked at me and said, would you pray for me? I said, sure, I'll pray for you. And I started praying, and then I started prophesying, and he was doing this, give me more, give me more, give me more. Two, dream, two different dreams, two different times. He said, would you pray for me, would you pray for me? And I prayed for him. He received it in the spirit realm. That's, this is powerful, man. This, this, is, this is so powerful. You get a revelation that God can move your spirit. Even in your sleep, you, I cast out devils. Amen. I heal more people in my sleep than I've done ever done. Mm-hmm. I've been to places where I've walked in the door and they say, Oh, Pastor, how you doing? I said, Do I know you? She said, Yeah. She said, I know you. I said, Why well, you never been here? But they know me from the spirit. People know you from the spirit. They know who you are. They can walk in. I've, I've walked into places and they, uh, they, they asked, uh, Kenya, I went to a meeting. He said, well, when would you go to a meeting? We're going to ordain some pastors. Would you come and, and, and do that? When I walked in and I just opened up my mouth, I started prophesying. The, the, the bishop stood there and he said, he said, we need you to lead this, this ordination service. <laughs> he said, we know there's a different spirit on you. There's a difference. So you can, when you've got anointing, people can tell it. It's a different spirit altogether. You don't have to shun it. You don't have to brag about it. You just walk in the room and people start telling Why? Who? who what? They know who the God. So there's a new mantle coming. A new government mantle is being released. And it's a new power being released. But the heart, the evil heart, inner heart, I want to deal with your heart. I want to deal with your emotions and your mind. Because you're most, you got some missing pieces. Amen. You've got some missing pieces. When we open up the door, let me get into it. Uh, 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 Isaiah 14, 12 says, Oh, blast you, satanic king of Babylon. And you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my name above the throne of God. I will sit upon the mount of the assembly of the utmost. In Acts 7, it said when, he went, when, he had, uh, when it was 40th year, it came into his heart to visit his kinsmen, the children of Israel, to help them and care for them. When he was... 
in his 40th year, it came into his heart to visit his kinsmen and children of Israel to help them and care for them. Let's talk about Moses. Moses was born in the house of Pharaoh. He was raised in the house of Pharaoh. He was great. But when he got 40 years old, something entered into his heart. He said, I got to go see about my people. And then he found the two men fighting and he killed a right. Egyptian and had to run for his life. When God calls you, he don't need you to tell him how to use you. Hey, man, you need to wait. <laughs> he was impatient. God called me to deliver y'all. I'm going to kill everything inside. God said, no, I ain't going to do it that way. The drama king's got to come. I got to get a whole theater uh, production. Amen. We're going to do a production how to bring the children of Israel out. Ain't going to be about one man. I'm going to do some signs and wonders and stuff so we can get ahead of God when God wants to do something. Psalms 14.1 says, the empty-headed fool said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable deeds and none of them goes good or right. A fool says there's no God. You got to be crazy to say there's no God. You, the Bible calls you a fool. I ain't calling you a fool. The Bible says you're a fool. I ain't calling you a fool. Proverbs, go to Proverbs. It talks a whole lot about fools. Fool. You're just a fool. You try to tell a fool, you give a fool a message, it'll be twisted and turned by the time he get to the place where it's supposed to be given. Many of us have a, what we call fragmented soul. And this is what I want to deal with. I want to bring your missing pieces back to you. Because a lot of us lost a lot of stuff. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 And may the God of peace himself sanctify you thoroughly through and through, separate you from profane things, make you pure and wholly consecrated to God. God's got to help you get rid of all that lust, all that alcohol, and all that craziness you've been doing. And may there's your spirit, your spirit, and soul and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, your body, and your soul. So when you get saved, God said, okay. I got your spirit born again. I got your tongue now. I'm going to give you tongue so I can control that old mouth of yours so you don't be cutting up everybody and cussing out everybody anymore. Let me get the profanity out your mouth. Let me get the thoughts out of your head because you, your soul let all that junk come in and now we got to clean it out. I got to get your spirit man to read my words so your spirit man can quote the scripture to your soul man so your soul man understand what the word of God is and how, how, the revelation of it so he can stop doing his foolishness and asking foolish questions and always want to eat pop and always drink pop and cookies and cake and your body wants to eat all stuff nobody you got to sanctify you because uh when jesus comes jesus gonna come out and say what are you doing with that walker well my body what you mean what you do to that body that i gave you well you know i just overdid it just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> you know my kidney ain't functioning the way it used to you know i got a little diabetes in it he said but my word says i'm the savior of the body why didn't you ask me to heal your kidney or give you a new kidney what why what's your excuse now you ain't going to have no excuse because he didn't heal you. Mind, body, and spirit. Well, I'm always cussing folks out and I always got bad thoughts. Well, you need to capture them thoughts and bring them into captivity to the word of God. Why are you letting them things run through your mind? Just say whatever come out of your mouth. Just got diarrhea of the mouth. You need to cut that thing off. They may get some kale pectate or something in the spirit. Block it up. Put a plug in it. 
The devil seeks your soul. He knows he can't do anything unless he's got control of your soul. A lot of times he may not want complete control of your soul. He just wants to get some of his people in you. Psalm 72 says, least they tear my soul like a lion, rending it to pieces where there is none to deliver. The devil gets into your soul. List, uh, Psalms 35, 4, let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Psalms 35, 7, for without cause I, they have hid in me their net in a pit. Which I'll cause they have digged for my soul. So the enemy is always after your emotions, your will, and, and your thought life so he can control your soul. Why are all these people running taking a shot? Because they're being controlled. Their soul is listening to the news that align to them because their soul doesn't know the true and living God. They seek after your soul. And so what happens is when you get in wrong things, you get into sex or fornication or adultery, it opens up the door for the enemy to come in and capture your soul. Appetites, soul ties, relationships transfer spirits into your soul, into your mind, into your will. Amen. Watch your children when they come home from school. I guarantee you uh, they'll start picking up sayings of other children in the school. Where do you get that saying from? Mm -hmm. Come on. They heard other children. And my daughter used to come home saying, yeah, dog, and this and that. What are you? You're going to Christian school. What is this dog stuff? <laughs> they pick up that language. They pick up somebody else's language and they bring it home. And that's why you got to lay hands on them and, and cast those spirits out. Psalms 42 verse 1 says, it says, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, and so, so panteth my soul, my mind, will, and emotions after you. You, you got to focus on God. I got my mind, I'm going after God. I ain't got time for my flesh. The, uh, my soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, for they continue to say to me, where is thy God? The devil will oppress your soul so bad you'll be crying all night long. Can't get no relief. Devil's pounding you and beating you. No one loves you and nobody knows you. And you're alone all by yourself and nobody cares. See, nobody even calls you and nobody even messes with you. Nobody even knows you're alive and you need to kill yourself. And these demons go on and on and on because somebody rejected you. Get over your rejection. Everybody been rejected. They rejected you in kindergarten when you had kickball and you couldn't kick the ball straight. Amen. They didn't even want you on the team. Amen. All of us were rejected at some time or another. And that's the enemy's tool is rejection. And so when you get into wrong sexual, your soul literally becomes nipped to that other person. And so you get into sexually involved, your first sexual encounter with that person, and they got all kind of perverse thoughts. They got all kind of perverse spirits in them. They got all kind of abuse in them. They transfer those spirits to you, and next thing you know, you're talking back to your mama. You're talking back to your brothers and sisters. You, I'm doing what I want to do. And say, just go all off. And you say, where did I get that from? Your soul has been captured. Amen. And so what does what the enemy does is, God says, don't go fornicate. Don't get up. So this devil gets you to sin. You open the door. What did the demon do? The demon of lust comes in with a chain, with a cord, binds up part of your soul. Binds it up with chains. He said, integrity, righteousness, we bind you up. You can't operate. I'm going to put a tape across your mouth. You can never speak again. And so your soul, part of your soul has been bound by these spirits. And so when it comes to righteousness, you ain't got it. It comes to integrity, you're a lie like a rug. Huh? 
Where did lying come from? How did you start lying? Well, I can't tell the truth because my truth in me has been bound. The enemy has bound the truth in me. I, he can't speak for me any longer. In my soul is bound. That part is bound and the devil stepped into that place. You understand what I'm saying? The spirit of lust stepped in the day. Next thing you know, you're lusting after everybody. You listen out there, what is this lust? Well, the demon is in you and he's taking over your appetite. Same thing with food. The spirit of gluttony comes in. Well, they beat me and they hurt me and everything. So I need some comfort food. And, <laughs> and you comfort yourself so big that you can't fit in your clothes no more. Amen? And now you got to deal with the spirit of gluttony because he's in there because he always wants to eat. He's never satisfied. Oh, it's quiet in this Catholic church this morning. I, I know I must be hitting some stuff this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When these spirits come in and, they, and your soul opens the door and say, y'all come on in. The Bible says when the spirit goes into a man, he's supposed to get seven other spirits worse than the ones that before. So what the demon does, he brings depression. He brings despair. He brings oppression spirits that can enter in. Psalms 42 verse 5 says, why are you cast down, my soul? How can you so cast down? Why are you so disquieting in me? Hope in the Lord God, for I shall praise him, and yet and for the help of his countenance. One of these days, God going to set me free. Verse 6 says, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. A wounded soul, who can bear? A broken spirit, no one can contain it. Therefore, I will remember thee in the land of Jordan and the Hermonites and the hill of Mizar. He said, my God, why is my soul cast down? Why am I so up? Well, I lost a loved one. You know, that was my, my mama was my best friend, and she's gone. Have you loosed yourself from that grief? It's still there. We haven't learned how to let these things go out of our soul. You got to put the joy, peace, love, gentleness, kindness, all that stuff in your soul and get rid of that stuff that, you know, you will get wounds in the earth and wounds in relationships and stuff like that, but you release that stuff. A lot of them hold on to it. I forgive them, but I sure don't trust them. When we get into these things, be it alcohol, drugs, addiction, the enemy bounds and blocks our emotions. Amen. Bound and block emotions. And so, uh, I remember after I got saved, I cried at the drop of a hat. I said, well, why am I crying all the time? I'm sitting in service, <laughs> just tears running down there because I had bound, blocked emotions. I had put up a wall that I said I would never trust anybody again and God was pulling them bricks down and I'm just crying and weeping and that no and it felt good to cry. I ain't cry I hadn't cried in years. I had, I had hardened my heart against the Lord. And the Lord brought that back up to me the other morning I was thinking about this. This is how you you, you get blocked up. When I was in high school I was very good in the band. I played clarinet, bass clarinet, soprano clarinet, saxophone, alto sax, all the woodwinds. I practiced, I would practice all the time. I was good. I, I became, I uh, was third chair. She put me in the third chair the first part of the semester. Uh, by the end of the semester, I was in first chair. And I, was, I was playing and uh, playing the clarinet in the, in the band, and I, I was in first chair. And then they uh, asked me to go over to the orchestra and play over in the orchestra. So they had the orchestra, they had the band, they had the, you know, the marching band, and they had the orchestra, the high school orchestra. And I played, and I went over to the orchestra. 
And uh, my teacher, she gave me her clarinet because we were poor. My mama couldn't buy a clarinet, so I had to rent one. But she gave me her clarinet, and she was, and they put me in as the concert master. The concert master was the one that tuned up all the instruments before the performance. I'd, I'd tune up the woodwinds, the trumpets, the trombone. I had an ear to hear, and you know, I, I knew when they were off and everything. And I was playing it, and I was doing real good in that. They put me in concert master of the thing. And my teacher, she was so she, uh, Miss Jacob, she was. Uh, she helped me, and uh, she said, I, I, want you to, I want you to play, uh, apply for a scholarship to, to college. <clears throat> and so I went downtown, took my clarinet downtown, this little black boy, going down to downtown to play this clarinet for a scholarship. To, uh, uh, and, and I won the scholarship. I don't know, I forgot what I played. I played a concerto or something, Hayden or something. <laughs> and so I got, I got the... I got the, uh, the uh, 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 Scholarship, but it was a scholarship only to take care of the books, but it didn't take care of room and board. And that. So I went to my mom and said, I got a scholarship, I got a scholarship. And my mom said, I ain't even got enough money to give you a bus ticket. And then I went to my older sisters and brothers. I said, I got a scholarship. Can y'all help me get that? Nobody can help. Went to the church, talked to the pastor. I said, Lord, the pastor said, I'm believing the Lord. And that was, in, that, that was in the summer. I had graduated, I was getting ready to graduate. I only went to school three years. So I was an honor student, so I got advanced classes. I was going to get out early. And uh, they, at the graduation, uh, she wanted me to play a uh, solo for the graduation. And I was so distraught because I couldn't get any help to get the scholarship to get to the university. I had one scholarship to the University of Dubuque in Dubuque, Iowa. And I was so distraught that I couldn't get any help and I said, what good is, God can't help me, family can't help me, what good is serving God? I said, I ain't coming. So I didn't even go to my graduation. I went out to the camp. I used to work at the summer camp. I went out to the camp. I said, I ain't even, I, I just mail me my diploma. I felt like I didn't accomplish anything. All that work, I, what I really wanted, I didn't get. I said, you ain't God. You can't even get me into college. And I walked away from God. I started drinking. And for the next 20 years, I did my thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wild in the streets. Amen. Yes. But see, that, that's how the enemy set me up for that. And after I got saved and after the Lord filled me back up with the Holy Ghost and he showed me in a dream that he said, if I would have gave you, let you have that scholarship at that time in the 60s, it wasn't any black folks. You know, you just didn't go to white colleges in Dubuque, Iowa. A white college. He said there would have been a riot and they would have shot you. Yeah. I said, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> See, we never know what the future is, but what God holds back. So it wasn't His fault. He was trying to protect me from going there. But but I thought about it. So when I get to heaven, I'm going back to playing my clarinet and all that, all that stuff. In fact, I used to play the guitar when we had first started the church. Oh, see, don't tell me. Oh, I'm playing country music, playing my guitar, having service in the basement. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's how we started. I was in. God has a sense of humor. He got, I got saved in the first apostolic church here. It was all white church, and the Lord. I was sitting there one night, and the Lord said, "I want you to learn how to play the guitar." So I went up to the brother day. I said, "The Lord said." I was supposed to learn how to play the guitar, so I started taking up a guitar, and me and, and he had the banjo, and the, and, and the pastor's son had another guitar, and we would get up on sing on Sunday night. We'd get up and sing, "Oh Lord, <laughs> I'm singing country, <laughs> country worship songs." 
Don't tell me God don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> Ungodly soul and generational soul ties are another place where your soul gets fragmented. Psalms 142.7 said, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. So how did your soul get in prison? The enemy came and captured your soul and locked him up in jail. When Adam sinned, when Adam sinned, his spirit man was locked in jail. And he walked in his flesh from that point forward. He was a spirit. So the spirit man, the light went out. Pew! Put him in a cell. And so he walked in his soul and in his body. So your soul ties. Soul ties. It's Proverbs 7.23. He said, uh, when you get into sexual sin, he said, till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasten to the snare and knoweth not as for his, his life. Your soul, when you get into sin, the enemy... Has a, he sets you up to kill you. Proverbs 6, 32. Proverbs 6, 32. But whoso committeth adultery with a woman, lack of understanding, he that doeth it destroys his own soul. So you go commit adultery, somebody else's wife, somebody else's husband, you will not rest. One of that man will Catch you. <laughs> well, she going to catch you. <laughs> Is he hiding in the bushes when you come out of your house? <laughs> you already got stalkers now, you know. Been there and got a t-shirt. A wound in dishonor shall get, shall he get. So you, get, you open up the door so the devil's going to beat you. He's going to get you. And his reproach shall not be wiped away. So the devil said, I got you now. I got you in a sexual sin. I got you in a fornication. Now I can work on you. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Boy, I ran out of time. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth without his body, but he that committeth fornication sins against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God. You are not your own, for you are brought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's, your body belongs to God. Amen. Get it back in shape. You got it out of shape. Get it back in shape. Amen. Amen. Go to the gym. Amen. Exercise. Do something. Don't just sit there and just let it waste away. Your body can recover if you just push it and make it work. It'll recover. It'll get back in shape. Witchcraft is another one that fragments your body. Uh, Ezekiel 13, 20. Wherefore thus saith the Lord God, behold, I'm against your pillows wherewith you hunt souls. To make them fly, and I will tear them from your arms, and will let the souls go, even the souls that you have made them fly. Your soul is taken and put in a cage. You are locked up. The Bible says in Proverbs 5.22, his own iniquities shall take the wicked himself. He shall be holden with the cords of his sin. So when we sin, our, the sin actually binds us up in the spirit, in your soul. You're bound. He shall die without instruction, and with the greatness of and the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. Can't never get back on track. Always with the wrong person. Always meeting the wrong type of person. Because the enemy done skewed you off to where you don't know what the righteous man is anymore. You just take any man, pack man, garbage man, junk man, <laughs> any old kind of man. <laughs> Come on, any old man to do. Half a man. Amen. 50 cent a man. 
He ain't even got legs. Praise God. He ain't got no teeth, but he a man. He got a job. <laughs> pride and sin binds your soul. Wherefore, pride compassed him as a chain. Pride. Can't nobody tell you nothing. It says pride binds you like a chain. You're bound. You can't, you can't operate. Violence and covers. When you get in pride, can't nobody tell you nothing. He ain't good for you. Well, I love him. He ain't good for you, but I love him. Well, go on with your pride. You, you, just, you know better than everybody else. Everybody can see he's wrong but you. You're just blind, blind, blind. So, now, let's restore the soul. I know I'm, I'm about two minutes, three minutes ago. I want you to repeat this after me. Right. Amen? Amen? In the name of Jesus Christ, I claim restoration of my soul. Now, take a moment and put somebody else's name, your son, your daughter, whatever. You can claim that. I break any curses in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you to send as many angels as necessary to recover parts of the mind, will, and emotions which have been fragmented by wrong sex, rock music, alcohol, drugs, or any form of idolatry or religious error and bring them back and place them where they belong in me. I decree in Jesus' name that all demonic entities which were formerly substituted for the fragments of my soul be cast out now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I loose my soul from all grief, sorrow, lustful thoughts, and images, witchcraft, violence, all perverse thoughts and speech. I loose from my soul every negative word I've heard from the news channels, people, and authority figures. I loose from my soul fear. Doubt, evil heart of unbelief, unfaithfulness, and double-mindedness. I now bind to my soul and spirit, the seven spirits of God, love, joy, peace, faith, gentleness, patience, wealth, prosperity, revelation, understanding, and the wisdom of God. I receive discernment. Miracles, healing gifts, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of dreams and visions. I release my angels to go and bring back all fragments of my soul that has been lost or stolen in Jesus' name. Now angels go forth and bring back all of me in Jesus' name. Angels, I release you to go back into my generations and remove every curse that has fragmented my soul and bring me back to right standing with God. I believe and I receive in Jesus' name. Amen. And it is done. Hallelujah. Now you're going to wake up tomorrow with a different person. Because the angels have been released to go out and go get them pieces and bring them back. Because there's pieces of you all over the place. 
You know, Leroy got a piece. Tell Leroy, give it up. Amen. Bring it back. Shamika got a piece. Tell Shamika, give me my piece back. Amen. Ruth got a piece. Give it back. Diane, you got a piece. Give it get all your girlfriends and boyfriends got a piece of you. We bring all your soul back. Amen. Because you can't operate with a half a soul. You got to get all your all your functioning parts back together in order for God to really flow where he wants to flow. And then you can crucify your flesh. Learn how to forgive people. Let that stuff go. You got to go in and begin to say, Lord, I loose myself from this anger. I loose myself from this bitterness. I loose myself from this unforgiveness. And Lord, I loose myself from these, but I bind the word of God to my heart. I bind this to my heart. So you got to bind and loose. Whatever you bind on, on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So you got to loose these things from you and bring, bind, bind the other things of God to you. I'm telling you, it's, it works. I'm telling you. You might say, Lord, I bind health to me. Divine health is my portion. I will never die. I, I don't wake up worrying about no sick. I don't wake up worrying about no coronavirus. I ain't lost one night's sleep about no coronavirus. Because I'm walking in divine help. Amen. I'm walking in God. I'm walking in Him. I'm, I, my faith has been grown. So I, I've been. I taught years ago. I said I got to get y'all guys' faith. It's gonna come a day where you're gonna have to have faith to believe God for your healing. You ain't gonna be able to get the medicine. You ain't gonna be able to get certain things. You gotta know how to use your faith to get what you need in this hour. Bless you. I threw Kurt. I think about 59 minutes. Amen. I think about 59 minutes. I'm telling you. You get. Go back through last week's. Video, listen to it again because we release the angels. Yes. You got to, you got, God has assigned angels now. There's a whole new dimension now. The angels have been released now to work with us and work for us. And you are a king and a priest, and you got to begin to decree as a king, I release you. You got about a hundred, at least a battalion of angels assigned to you. And as a king, you got to release your angels to go do stuff for you. They're sitting there playing cards and eating chips because you ain't loose them to do nothing. I'm bored here. All they do is watch the soap operas. I'm bored right here. We'll find some action somewhere. Lord, assign me to somebody that's saying something. Amen. Keep their mouth closed. Oh, they just sit there on the curb crying. Speak the word, and angels are going to go forth and do with the word of God. You got to speak it. Remember, this is pay. Ten years. Pay. Revelation is going to come as you continue to speak. The enemy's trying to put a mask over your mouth to shut you up so you don't speak the word. Speak it regardless. The devil is afraid right now. He's upset that the saints of God are getting ready to rise up and do the works of Jesus. Greater work shall you do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I ain't laying hands on everybody. You're going to lay hands on them. It ain't for me to lay hands on. I done laid hands. I did my part. You do your part. Go out there and lay hands on them. Cast the devil in Walmart. Don't be afraid. Of go, go down the aisle. Say, this is healing now. Come on, get down this aisle. <laughs> <laughs> healing going over in the baby section. Pew. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Was that, did you get something out of that? Yeah. I'm telling you, I, don't, I really don't have to lay hands on you, but I want your faith to be built. Hallelujah. I want your faith to be built. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 